Now it's time for a breakdown. You're listening to Gap to Gap, brought to you by The Breakdown. Three, two. Pebbles drill deep to left field. Going back choice. Looking up. See ya. 3,000. History with an exclamation point. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Swing and a drive to deep right, away back, goal! Jason Giambi has done it! Episode number 55, double nickels for the boys, but I'm not with the boy. Wow, wow, that came out. Yeah, okay, anyway, not with the boys, it's just me, no seven today. Uh, He's got uh, a new... New pup in the home. Jonesy is uh, a part of uh, of his household now, so he is he is with puppy, and <laughs> and we'll get to hearing from him next week. We'll get a pup date from him, and he'll be back next week. But this week I'm solo, and I am I I I, I didn't want to miss a week. I didn't want to put out no content. Um. So, here's where we're at. Last week, you know, we had Sad Boy Hours Proposal Edition. um, And now we have a new proposal from the players where, or from the owners first, where they say we want to do, you know, 48 games at 75% of salaries. And, like, I don't understand that. So and, and neither did the players. So they counter 48 hours later, which is awesome. And they say, okay, what if we did 80 games or 80, 88 games, whatever it was? And they say, okay, what about this? What, what do we think about this? And the players basically said, we just want to play. And, and we're looking at these proposals, we're looking at who's right. MLB right now just keeps spinning the same offer just differently. Because first it was 80 games at 50% salary. So you're getting approximately 25 to 30% salary. Well then, it was 48 games. At 75% salary. Okay. Well, that, again, equivalates to about 25 to 30% of what you'd be paying. But they're just spinning the same ball of yarn, or they're spinning the same web out of the same ball of yarn every time. And they're just trying to dress it up differently and make it look better. But at the, but at the end of the day... It's the same offer. And they're, the, the same money is going to come out of their pockets. It's just, you know, if you polish a turd, it's still a turd. 
I just don't understand it. It's infuriating as a fan. It's got to be infuriating as a player. It's got to be insulting as a player. To know that realistically, you are being shown the same offer and you're being pretty much... They're, they're, they're trying to pull a fast one on you. They're trying to... They're trying to, to give you this offer where... I mean, I, man, it's frustrating. We went from 80 games to 114 games. And from 114, we went to, to 48. And then... MLBPA uh, Players Association uh, proposes 89. And 89 felt right. It felt like the right offer. It felt like... The 114 game felt perfect. It felt perfect. This is what the Players Association proposed. 114 games this is the one we talked about last week. Two years of extended playoff, $100 million in deferred money, opt out for all players if they don't want to play. The only deferral would be if the postseason was canceled, blah, blah, blah. But the fact of the matter is that these owners don't seem to understand how negotiating works. You can't counter, you can't start with an with an offer of a hundred with a hundred fourteen and say, okay, we really want to be at eighty, and then the players say, well, no, and they say, okay, how about forty eight? That's not how this works. It's just not. Miss Bella, sorry, I got pup pup issues too. Apparently, as Bella decided she didn't want to listen, to, she couldn't listen to the propo- that proposal either. Really? Now I got to open the door for you. All right, we're back. We got pup issues. Pup issues are everywhere. So, so seven, if you're listening, uh, we're back. <laughs> that was my pup date. Bella couldn't uh, couldn't stand the thought of these idiotic proposals anymore. And now we're in the middle of the draft right now. I'm recording mid draft. Who's on the clock right now? I know the Indians picked at 23, and they got they got a got a guy. They got a shortstop, which cool. Who's on the clock right now? This is great podcasting, as you guys are already through the through the draft already. But uh, the Orioles are on the clock right now at 30. Oh, I'm sorry. No, the. Only 29 were in the draft, so so first, the first round's done. Sorry, I'll edit it. that was bad. That was, again, really bad podcasting out of me right now. But we're through the first round. Um, man, I'm just not sure right now. I don't think we're going to have baseball. I'm not in a good place. I'm not in a good place right now. I don't think we're going to have baseball. Uh the team that I coached was, was, had a tough weekend in week one. We start week two tomorrow, so so hopefully that's better. But the Indians drafted a shortstop, so 
you know, Indians Twitter is saying, well, that's the, the end all be all on Lindor. Like he's the, like, this guy's going to come to the big leagues next year and not in 2025. Everything's just toxic right now. I was really hoping for seven's, uh, positivity and seven's good vibes. Um, but he's got Jonesy to look after as the pup date is there or will come next week. I should say. <sighs> It's just frustrating times in baseball right now. Plain and simple. Let's talk draft. Let's get let's spin some positivity. As as I'm done talking about the proposals, I I I'm I'm frustrated with the proposals. I I'm I'm just done with it. I'm just done with it. All right, Tigers, number one overall. They take Spencer Torkelson, first baseman out of Arizona State. Uh Tim Kirkshin calls it the safest pick in the draft. Fifty-four home runs in college at Arizona State. Only too shy of the Sun Devils record, um, and that's a shame because if the season would have gone through, he absolutely would have broken the all-time record. Um, just an absolute snafu out of Rob Manfred. He announced him as a third baseman. I just, ah, man. It, Rob Manfred just can't get a win. Um, so maybe, I mean, maybe he knows something that we don't. Maybe the Tigers said third baseman. They said they want him on the other corner, which would make him the first third baseman since Pat Bur- to go number one overall since Pat Burrell in '98. Tigers, they, this is a good pick for the Tigers. We'll go to uh, Heston Kajerstad, <laughs> like Darren Kajerstad. I don't know Kajerstad, uh, right fielder out of Arkansas. Uh, they again, I'm, I'm referencing Timmy K here um, as. He's uh called the the best raw power of any left-hander left-handed hitter in the draft. Uh hit 395 for Team USA, strict corner outfielder. Again, I, I like this pick. I, I think anything anything top end with elite potential is exactly what the Orioles need right now. We'll move past that. Um Max Meyer, right-hander out of Minnesota, goes to the Miami Marlins. Um triple digits with the fastball. Not a big body, not a big frame. It's only six feet tall, kind of lanky, whippy kind of guy. Um, they call him, his, they say his ceiling is Walker Bueller level, um, but also could end up as a late inning shutdown arm if he doesn't show the, the durability. Next pick, Asa Lacey, left-hander out of Texas A&M. Uh, was, was 3-0 with a .75 ERA and 46 strikeouts in the 24 innings he saw this year. Uh, called a traditional power pitcher with mid to high mid to high 90s fastball, upper 80s slider. Um, Lacey was a name that, you know, it was one of those things. It didn't seem like he was going to fall to four, so when he did, you got to hop on him. They called it, so, so here again, this is according to Dan Mullen, um, in addition to adding a college ace with an SEC track record to a group that already includes Florida Aces, or former Florida Aces, Jackson Coer and Brady Singer, the Royals are adding to an already strong crop, crop of prospect arms that should fit well in Kansas City's spacious ballpark, and they'll get there quickly. So the focus for Kansas City, the Royals seems to want to build on pitching, almost following an Indians-type model of, of build the pitching from within, and I like that. Uh... Blue Jays go Austin Martin out of Vanderbilt, and I'll tell you, I'm just going to say this right now, you can't go wrong with any infielder from Vanderbilt. 
infielding and pitching is what Vanderbilt does. They do it right. They do it often. They do it yearly. And this guy had a 1.1 OPS in 16 games this season. Primarily a third baseman, but has the glove skills to play in the middle and even play center field, according to David Schoenfield. They say approach the plate similar to Justin Turner, versatility uh, reminiscent of Ben Zobrist. A consensus number two on most pre-draft rankings. They didn't. The Blue Jays didn't expect Martin to fall here. And again, we talk about how the Blue Jays are building a strong little core. Granted, they've done it with guys that have ties to the Blue Jays, and Moss, and Martin doesn't fit that. But, but you're getting a good talent here. I think that Austin Martin's going to be on this MLB roster very quickly. Mariners go a right-hander out of Georgia, Emerson Hancock. Uh, he wasn't in discussion for the number one overall pick, but wasn't quite dominant in his four 2020 outings. And, I mean, it, it stinks that a guy who's projected to be a frontline starter maybe saw a little bit of dip because of four bad starts and didn't really get a chance to rebound. Um, but with a team like the Mariners, who saw who sent 18 pitchers, uh, to the mound to start games in 2019, a consistent starter was a absolute must for the Mariners, and I think they got a good one here in Hancock. Um, you do wonder about the consistency issues, but it's it's to be seen. Pirates take a second baseman out of New Mexico State. Um, I mean, again, a career 399 average, a career 502 slug. I mean. I'm, you're not going to say no to that. Uh, <laughs> in 2020, slugged over a 1,000. A power-hitting second baseman? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to take that in Pittsburgh. I wonder how it's going to play on the East Coast versus... I mean, he, he was the MVP of the Cape Cod League, so I take that back. Guy was the MVP of the Cape. That's all you need to know. Stud. Good pick. Um, first seven pitchers, or first seven players taken, all college guys. A rarity there. Interesting, to say the least. Um, San Diego State takes a center fielder out of Independence High School in Tennessee. Uh, they say best high school, best hit tool high schooler in the draft. 6-2, lefty swing, above average arm, and a chance to stick in center field. Uh, uh, Kylie McDaniel compares him to current uh, Braves prospect Drew Waters. The biggest question is how much power will he grow into? And that's my problem with taking high schoolers that aren't power guys because you don't know how much they're going to grow. Rockies at nine take Zach Veen, a center fielder out of Spruce Creek High School in Florida. Florida high school guys seem to play a little better um, just because it's just better there. Top high school bat in the, in the draft. He was a Florida commit. Comps are Christian Yelich and Cody Bellinger. Yep, I'll take those. Six foot four, above average runner who fits in center field, um, but could see a move to the corner. Um, yeah, I will. They said the odds he turns into Bellinger is is slim, but his swing looks an awful like the NL MVP former. Yeah, the NL MVP. So again, I see the risk in high schoolers. But you got to do it. 
You got to stomp on the, or you got to uh, jump on these guys. Angels ticker right-handed pitcher, or left-handed pitcher, I'm sorry, out of Louisville. Uh, big strike thrower, low 90s fastball plus curveball plus changeup. Um, I, I wonder how this is going to play in today's MLB. Just plain and simple. Low 90s fastball. You're taking Josh Tomlin at 10. You're taking Kyle Hendricks at 10. I don't know. Today's MLB, that doesn't really play. Uh, White Sox take a lefty out of Tennessee, left-handed pitcher out of Tennessee. Reds take a uh, a uh, outfielder out of West Allegheny High School in Pennsylvania. Um, Giants take a catcher out of NC State, 13 for a catcher to go off the board. But a switch-hitting catcher with plus grades for throwing and, and plate work. Interesting. Called his own game at NC State. A 302 average with 29 homer in a, over the over the course of his career in the ACC, and a 14.9% walk rate. Yeah, I'll take that. And in an in a, in organization that boasts a Buster Posey to mentor him, yeah, yeah, that's that's good. Uh, Rangers take a second baseman out of Mississippi State. I love any SEC infielders. Phillies take a a, a right hander out of out of out of Jesuit High School in Oregon. The first player, first high school player from Oregon drafted in the first round since the Royals took Matt Smith in 1994. Able, a 6'5 righty, has been a first round candidate since hitting the mid 90s early in his prep career. Uh, an inconsistent summer last year and just one outing this spring. A hard slider is a secondary pitch and receives good reviews for his maturity and makeup. I don't like this pick. This is the first pick that I can adamantly speak out against and say I don't like. 6'5", great frame. Mid-90s, early, yep, that plays. However, inconsistency and then just one start this year, man, let that kid go to college and let him figure it out and maybe you come back to him. This is a guy that I can see burning out and I understand that's hard to say about an 18-year-old that just got picked 15th overall. But being around coaching, being around some of these these higher level talent guys, it's easy to see them burn out after just a little bit of inconsistency. First pick I don't like at fifteen. Cubs take a take a shortstop out of Mount Carmel High School in Illinois. Um, a weak shortstop class. So this is the guy, if you remember. He was the starting shortstop on that Jackie Robinson West team that that went to the championship game of the Little League World Series in 2014. Now, granted, I am not a fan of the Little League World Series, but that team, I loved them. I was all on board. That was the I think I can honestly say that was the last Little League World Series that I had an interest in in the slightest bit. First Illinois high school position player to go in the first round since Jason, Jason Worth in 97. They say he'll he'll remain at shortstop uh, 6'2 with a quick bat, and there's p- potential there with the stick. And hometown kid, man, this is a great story. This, this is the first pick that I, I can honestly say I'm going to have a rooting interest in Ed Howard. I'm all in on this kid. Uh, Red Sox at 17 take Nick York, a second baseman out of Archbishop Mitty High School in California. Uh, they call this the biggest surprise so far, uh, according to Schoenfield. Uh, 
Kylie McDaniel had York down at 69th overall, nice, which was higher than most other rankings, but some evaluators liked him as the best prep bat on the West Coast, and he has a long track record of success in high school. Was committed to Arizona, so he's viewed as unlikely to sign unless he went in the first round, so the Red Sox went after him. They don't have a a second-round pick because they're sign-stealing shenanigans, and so now you have to take I I think a bad pick by the Red Sox here. I don't know if he signs. He's going to Arizona. It's a good program. Really good program. 18th, the, the, the Diamondbacks take Bryce Jarvis, right-hander out of Duke. Uh, went last year 37th round to the Yankees as a draft-eligible sophomore. Added velo over the summer and is in the mid-90s with an outstanding changeup and plus curveball. And got bigger was 40 Ks to two walks in 27 innings this year. The problem, he's already 22. So you hope that 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 thing's starting to, that that he's starting to grow into himself. Excuse me. You hope that he's starting to grow into himself, but is he? I don't know. We'll see. Um Question mark of the Diamondbacks here at 18. Uh, New York Mets take Pete Crow Armstrong out of Harvard Westlake High School in California. Uh, the son of two actors graduated from the same high or prep school as Lucas Giolito, Max Fried, and Jack Flaherty. So there's definitely uh, caliber there. He's been on scouts' radar when he played for the 12U, 15U, and 18U national teams. Left-handed hitter, more hit than power right now. Scouts disagree on his long-term impact, but plus defender and runner who can handle center field. Again, the Mets remind me of the Orioles where it's just like, okay, and the Tigers and the Royals where it's just like, okay, who's the best available? Yeah, let's get him. Again, high school outfielder, questionable, but he's shown that he can do it playing on three national teams before he turns 20. I like it. Um, His mother did play the play the mother in the movie little big league so take that for you for what you will garrett mitchell the the brewers take him 20th out of ucla um what mullen calls on tools alone maybe the most talented position player in the draft a definite win for the brewers here 12 triples 18 steals um last year while hitting 349 casual Displays raw power in batting practice and has 70 or 80 grade speed. So yeah, that'll play. Um, However, hasn't learned to bring that power to games. Has raw power in batting practice, but it doesn't really translate to home runs. Was hitting uh, 355 with three strikeouts without a home run in 15 games this season. Another thing that's questionable here, he has type 1 diabetes. Unfortunate. You hope, I mean, so that brings into question his durability, his stamina, his, his toughness. I mean, clearly tough, but like his longevity of toughness. Some real questions about his ability to live up to the tools on a consistent basis. And I would say that that is a big, big question mark. 21, the Cardinals take Jordan Walker, a third baseman out of Decatur High School in Georgia. Decatur produces studs. That's all I know. Uh, 
this is the, the front line of Mullen's article here. Today's game is all about power, and that's what drives Walker's game. So, yeah, corner position, high school prospect. He was a Duke commit. He's 6'5", 220. A lot of swing and miss tendencies. Some scouts project an average or better hit tool. Lack of range at third base. Could end up, could see a move to first eventually. I see him as a first baseman type. I think that he's going to be, I keep, I feel like I keep referencing him in, in, in all these things that I do, but I feel like Aaron Judge is the prototypical strikeout or put it out guy, like an Adam Dunn, three true outcome kind of guy. Um, Cade Cavelli is what the Nationals picked at 22, a right-hander out of Oklahoma. As uh, a projection pick is what is what Mullen calls him. Didn't pitch more as a freshman. Played uh, he was two ways at Oklahoma. Played more first base than he did pitch. So I, I just see a bunch of question marks here. Back problems as a senior in high school. Missed some time last year because of a stress fracture. Injury history is all over the place. I don't like this pick at all. Another bad bad marks here at twenty two from the from the Nationals. Um, Carson Tucker, the Indians. 23 overall Mount Point High School in or in Arizona his older brother Cole went 24th overall to the Pirates uh, reached the majors with Pittsburgh last season his brother is a switch hitter uh, while Carson bats right-handed and relies moment or relying at the moment more on bat speed oh, okay sorry I read that I, I read that it was funky um, relies on his bat speed than he does with power. A strong start this season pushed him up the draft boards. Has the feet, arm, and athleticism to stick at shortstop. Um, the Indians, I don't know. They have a lot of shortstops in the system right now. Tyler Tyler Freeman, Brian Rocchio. Um, I love Brian Rocchio. I, I can't wait to see him up uh, up in, in the big leagues. Hopefully later rather than sooner because that means Lindor State. Um, but another athletic middle infielder and, and show and field puts, hits it on the nail on the head. You can never have too many of those. 24th overall, Tampa takes Nick Bitsko, uh, right-hander out of Central Bucks East High School in Pennsylvania. Um, what they call one of the biggest wild cards in the draft. He was reclassified from the 2021 draft, and he was a top-ranked prep arm there, reclassed to this year. You didn't even see him at all this year. The high school season was in PA didn't make it out. They didn't start. However, fastball at 98.5 with Justin Verlander-like spin rate. That will play. That will play. Um, so you, you wonder about the longevity. You wonder if, if it'll translate. But 98 98. I'm okay with that pick. Uh, Braves take a left-handed pitcher, uh, Jared Schuster, 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 out of Wake Forest, uh, 26. The A's take a catcher out of high school. Questionable about high school catchers. Son of a former uh, first-round pick, Steve Soderstrom. Uh, Tyler's a left-handed bat, and he he said they say the bat's way ahead of the defensive game. So we'll see. Especially when you lost your last two first-rounders. Or, I'm sorry, uh, two of your last three first-rounders. I don't know. Uh, Twins take a first baseman out of NC State. NC State with a good draft class here. Um, big bulky first baseman with power to match. 70 grade power. Yeah. Uh, below average defender and runner. So, okay, you're looking at, I mean, 
I don't know, Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire is a, 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 a high ceiling, but he's the comp that I think of. Average exit velocity and launch angle numbers, they compare to Nelson Cruz. So, okay, that's probably a better comp than, than me saying uh, Mark McGuire. But, I don't know. Yankees take a catcher out of Arizona, a draft-eligible sophomore. Um, more walks than strikeouts. Yep, I'll take that as a freshman. Uh, hit 308 in the Cape. Seven bombs and 156 at-bats. Hits left-handed, has projectable power. Oh, might not be a catcher, at least not until the MLB shifts to robo-umps. So, to me, that screams he can't frame the baseball, and that will be interesting. That will be interesting. So, uh, last pick of the round or the draft is Los Doyers, Bobby Miller, right-hander out of Louisville, six foot five, big right-hander, some of the best heat, 94 to 98. Uh, has it's more of a heavy sinking fastball. He did take a no-hitter into the ninth. Of a, of a tournament game against ECU and uh, apparently flashed a dominant slider slash cutter. So just what the Dodgers needed, more pitching, right? Um, I like this pick. I like the Dodgers. I like what they're building. They're going to, I mean, you know, they're going to go out and spend and get what they need to. So we'll see. Competitive balance round A uh, sees, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight picks. The Orioles uh, picked Jordan Westbrook. Westberg out of Mississippi State. Um, let's see if anybody else got their picks in because the comp- competitive balance round was still going. Um, no, so Pirates, Royals, Diamondbacks, Padres, Rockies, Indians, and Rays, who got that pick in a trade from the Cardinals, uh, will still play in the competitive balance round. They'll still pick there. Um, until then... Uh, I don't know. That's 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 that for now. Um, a good first round, a fun first round. I hope you enjoyed my breakdowns of the picks. A lot of uh, ESPN reporting. So hat tip to uh, the the gentleman at ESPN that that you know supplied a lot of my 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 base, Dan Mullen and uh, Jordan Schofield or Schoenfield, or I'm sorry, David Schoenfield. So so hat tip to them. Thank you very much. Um, until next time. I mean, I can't wait till Seven's back, man. I need a pup date. I need to know how Jonesy's doing. Shorter episode. I mean, definitely one that, you, that I appreciate you guys listening to. Till next time. I'm Tom. See ya. So lonely. Come on.